The Must Have Product, a podcast challenge. All fast-growth companies share one thing in common, regardless of who their customers are, their business model, and the type of product, industry, or region of the globe they are operating in. They all make a product that a large group of people love. They have built products that, in the eyes of their customers, are simple must-have. While creating a must-have product alone is not sufficient for breakout success, it is the baseline requirement for rapid and sustainable growth. Of course, building a must-have product isn't easy, and one result is that too often those launching new businesses or products put the cart before the horse, pouring resources and staff into trying to drive more customers to a product that isn't actually loved or, some, or sometimes even understood by its target market. This is one of the most common and deadly mistakes startups founders make, and it's also a huge problem that often surfaces when established firms, even those known for their innovation prowess, launch new products. Just think of Google Glass and Amazon's Fire Phone, both innovative products that nobody wanted. Or the famous Microsoft Zoom Media Player launched in November 2006, which Microsoft reportedly spent at least 26 million to promote, but which never generated more than the adequate response. The Zoom was not a bad product, many critics considered it quite well designed, but it added no wow factor to make it more appealing than Apple's already ubiquitous iPods. Despite continued efforts to stock sales, including the release of an improved version, the Zoom HD, in 2009, the Zoom was never able to garner more than a single digit, digit share of the market and was discounted in 2011. One of the cardinal rules of growth hacking is that you must not move into the high-tempo growth experimentation push until you know your product is must-have, why it's must-have, and to whom it is a must-have. In other words, what is the core value, to which users and why.